0: Welcome back, finally, to Till Death Do Us podcast, um, a podcast about marriage, murder, with the Murrays. I'm Michelle Murray.
1: And I'm Matt Murray.
0: Why are you giving me that look? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I said something wrong for a second.
1: No, you didn't. Am I that scary?
0: <laughs> I don't know. You just looked at me like, oh, no, she didn't.
1: I think I'm just trying. I'm trying to stay awake. Yeah. Today is one of those days where I just, I feel like I have like no energy yeah very low
0: it's one of those days yeah i think a lot of us are feeling that i'm glad to be doing this with you again i know me too we've been really bad i'm really sorry guys um life man
1: yeah the schedule is really tough right now like i'm essentially working six days a week to kind of keep this afloat
0: you would think it would be easier because like i'm not working at all
1: yeah but but it's it's not it's more difficult yeah (laughs)
0: Which sucks because I really liked the rhythm we had gotten in, but yeah. we promise we will stay consistent because I don't like flakiness,
1: <laughs> And which I'm which is
0: saying something because I'm such a flake.
1: <laughs> and, and I'm married to her, so <laughs> I don't have a choice. Exactly. No. But I did miss doing this. It's mm-hmm. very fun and, um, you know, I think just, I can't wait to get back to like a normal Yeah world eventually
0: yeah i'm sure everyone is feeling that like what what are we living in right now what is going on
1: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. this is insane i don't want to do it anymore
0: yeah well let's make the best of it okay okay i like it do you want to hear my tip this week
1: oh you have a tip i do what's your tip what's
0: is it um ways to not kill each other right yeah so, how,
1: how not to murder each other right yeah with michelle murray
0: <sighs> yes
1: yeah Ways to not murder each other with Michelle Murray.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my tip this week um, is to kind of, you know, say your expectations as far as like chores in the marriage. Uh Uh-oh. No, I think that's, I think we do very well at that. Okay. Do you not think so? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. Sometimes I feel... I need to
0: change my tip. <laughs>
1: sometimes I, I feel bad. Like, I feel like I don't do a lot. Uh, but I
0: try. Well, but that's what I mean by... That's what, essentially what my tip is, is, like, make your expectations known. Like, so many couples, you know, not even just in a marriage... But, like, in a friendship or in a parent and child relationship, like, if you don't make your expectations known, mm-hmm. how the hell are, like, people yeah, supposed can't to meet them? Right. So, you know, one of my, as far as chores, you know, I don't expect you to wash the dishes at but all. I,
1: I did for a while.
0: I know. And it was so annoying because I had to rewash them. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but but we communicated and, you know, you know that, like when that dishwasher thing says clean, you put them away. Right. So like I don't expect you to do them, but like you know that I expect you to put them away. Right. Or like I don't really expect you to do a load of laundry, but like when I fold your shit and it's on the couch, yeah, put it you away. know that my expectations are to put it away. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like we've made we've had those conversations and we've made it clear that like we don't particularly fight about household chores because we both know what's expected of the other yeah and i think that's super important you know again like not even just in a marriage but like just in gavin in a knows yeah gavin knows that when his clothes are folded out here put them i away. expect him to put them away i don't even have to ask him right so it's just like that's my tip is to make your expectations known yeah and, it just makes everybody's communi- life way, yeah. way easier communicate about it do you ever see that movie um The breakup with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah. And she's like... That's a great movie. I don't want you to do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. That's
1: ridiculous. Yeah, don't be that. Don't do that.
0: Don't be that person. That's
1: stupid. (laughs) Yeah. That movie's hilarious.
0: I know. It's so funny. I like that movie. Yeah,
1: no, that's a good one. I mean, uh, you know, I'm really exhausted generally by the time I get home and it's so late. It's tough for me to take care of anything, but I do try to take, you know, like trash and... I'll try to do the You totally took the trash out last night.
0: I did. I know. I yeah. noticed. Yeah, I did it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, it.
0: Yeah, just, you know.
1: And this was How Not to Murder Each Other
0: <laughs> with Michelle Murray. <laughs> now for the murder.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. That was a quick turnaround.
0: I mean, do you have anything else to discuss?
1: No, that was it. Oh. the final fantasy 7 remake came out and i like it a lot
0: that's it <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna throw in just a little bit a little yeah. nerddom in there
1: or actually it was kind of nice because for the first time in a while the other night last night i got to hang out online with a bunch of my friends and we shot dudes it was great nice yeah i haven't done that in a long time yeah and i stayed up way too late Stayed up to like 1.30 in the morning, which makes me feel super old. That wow. i I know that that's late now, <laughs> and now I'm exhausted. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I think that's I think that's so important, especially like right now, yeah. Yeah. where the only way you can communicate with people is you know via, through online. Yeah, via the internet. So I think you know even though you're just playing a game like you're hanging out with your friends and i think that's really important. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah.
1: It was good. It's good to hang with all of yeah. guys.
0: Yeah. Gav's been doing that a lot with his friends.
1: That's how you got to hang out right now.
0: How am i going to hang out with my friends?
1: Zoom parties. Yeah. <laughs> that stupid household thing that we have now.
0: Oh yeah, what's a house party?
1: I've so many more people have joined that recently. Like i've gotten notifications that like people that are in my contacts. Is it all Facebook. my family? no uh it's like random people really yeah well it's
0: but be, it's been an ad on like um i I bet that's how my mom found it probably it's probably like an ad on a game or facebook or something so yeah, i
1: bet they're making bank right now
0: oh uh, yeah, yeah i'm sure yeah. it's actually kind of fun
1: i mean it is yeah it's a good time it's just very conveniently timed <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway so what's our murder
0: okay so Oh boy! This was actually suggested to us by Cat.
1: Oh, our friend Cat.
0: Our friend Cat. Yep. What did you think I meant? I don't know. For a second. I don't know. Just I our had to cat.
1: Think. <laughs> yeah, a cat. One of the cats. Like, well, the boom. only
0: cat I know. Do you know murder?
1: <laughs> That's how cats say murder, by the way.
0: <laughs> Is it?
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> okay, so. Um, Kat told me about this because her mom actually worked with one of the persons in this case. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? So we're like... She like told me about it and I had already had one that I was going to do and then I was like, fuck, now I'm going to do this. We're I, like, like
1: six degrees of Kevin Bacon away from this murder. Yeah. That's we're crazy. so close. Wow. That's mm-hmm. insane. That's insane.
0: Yeah. So I couldn't find like, um, I, I really do like watching shows about them when i'm gonna research them i couldn't find any shows but i did find like a ton of podcasts that have done it okay um including one of my favorites which is my favorite murder episode 143 143 i said that
1: weird (laughs) 143
0: 143 um and then i also listened to a podcast called fresh hell Um, Episode 28, which ironically the girl in that is from Massachusetts. That was pretty cool. Hmm. And then um, The Eighth Sin, episode 24. I listened to that too. Um, And then like a ton of um, Boston Globe
1: articles
0: articles and, you know, New York Times articles. And Mm -hmm. it was like everywhere. So okay, there is a movie. Oh boy. Called Goodnight, Sweet Wife. Okay. Which is what I was watching the other night when you came home, and then I like shut it off <laughs> real fast. And you were like, What are you doing?
1: <laughs> I thought you might have been watching something else. I mean,
0: <laughs> it wasn't that late. <laughs> oh, my husband's
1: home. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> so, this is one of the most infamous crimes in Boston history. Carol Diamati was born March 26th, 1959 in Medford, Massachusetts. Oh, shit. That's
1: real close. Good
0: old Medford.
1: Good old Medford. That
0: is where I was born and raised, for yeah. anyone that doesn't know that.
1: I became a I became a backstabber to Malden and went to high school in Medford.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's how we met.
1: It is how we met. It's true.
0: So she was the daughter of an administration assistant and a pizza dough maker slash bartender at the Driftwood restaurant in Revere. Hmm. Carol had a very normal upbringing. Graduated at St. James Catholic School in Medford, which I have no idea where that is. St. James. Mm. I even like. I even like Google searched it, and I it didn't give me like. A, a, I don't know if it's a church anymore.
1: Maybe it's not.
0: Well, I didn't know because I couldn't find it. Yeah, like, the only I couldn't Saint even find whatever is Saint
1: Clements. I know that. Is
0: yeah. that Medford?
1: I thought so. Or I some, don't is know. that Somerville? There's Saint
0: Ray's in Medford and yeah, Saint know. Joe's.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Well, St. I don't know. St. Joseph's?
0: I just said St. Joe's. Yeah. This is St. James, though. Oh, okay. Anyways. Different J's. That's where she went to school. Yeah, let's talk more (laughs) about the
1: schools in Medford. (laughs) I went to the Breckwood.
0: (laughs) And then she went on to Boston College. While studying there, she took a job as a waitress alongside her father, father. I can't talk today. It's all right. At the Driftwood in Revere.
1: It's all the alcohol you're not drinking. Oh,
0: my God, I wish. I know. There she met Charles Stewart. Charles was born December 18th, 1959. He grew up in Revere. His father was an insurance salesman and his mother was a switchboard operator. Hmm. After graduating from the culinary department at Northeast Metropolitan Regional Vocational High School.
1: Well, wow, that's a mouthful. It's so
0: long. Yeah,
1: it's really long.
0: In Wakefield, um, which is like right there where he helped run the school restaurant, Breakheart Inn. <laughs> he went on to attend Brown University on a football scholarship, but had to drop out due to a knee injury. After that, he attended Salem State. During school, Charles worked as a line cook and a dishwasher at the Driftwood. So he had dreams of one day opening his own restaurant. In 1981, Carol graduated from Boston College with honors and went on to Suffolk Law School. Soon after... They met, Charles left the restaurant, and found a job on the famous Newberry Street at Cacus and Sons, which is a fur store. Hmm. So he went from being, like, a line cook. It's
1: like a salesman?
0: Yeah, and then he actually went from salesman to, like, general manager and was, like, making bang. Well,
1: he worked on Newberry Street. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, they were, you know, a lot of the ones I, the podcasts I listened to were talking about, they were like saying he was making, like, 160, like, just as, like...
1: In, starting in, pay in for what, him. In what
0: year? 89. Holy shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know.
1: Yeah. New Newbury Streets, big time.
0: Yeah. So he was doing very well. But still, um, you know, Carol, as a lawyer, was making, you know, ended up making more than him. Mm-hmm. So in 1985, Charles and Carol wed at the St. James Church in Medford. 1986, Carol graduates from Suffolk and gets a job as a tax lawyer for a publishing company in West Newton. So she is now, like, the primary breadwinner. So, like, he's, he's used to her, you know, bringing home the money. So 1987, they bought a house in Reading. Neighbors recall that they jogged daily and enjoyed tending to their yard. Charles coached Little League, which I think is so weird. Why? If you don't have kids, he doesn't have a kid. Yeah, that is, is that, really weird. I think that's so weird. That is really weird. Like, I think that I think that anybody. I mean, I'm super sexist. It's
1: it's not like a it's not like a job that you would have though, right? No, it's, it's like, like a volunteer. volunteer, right? That's what makes it weird, right? Yeah, no, totally. That's wicked weird. Okay, that's not. Did just you say you.
0: wicked? Because we're talking about Boston.
1: No, I, <laughs> it's just how I talk like that.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's very. It would make me very uncomfortable. If Gavin had like um a coach for little League that like wasn't associated with any of the children,
1: yeah, I mean, I think the it being a volunteer thing is what makes it weird, right is like if it was like a job like if somebody if that was somebody's job where they made money, right I think it's less weird because it's like, oh, that's your job, but you have to be like, hey, I want to be a coach to do that yeah and if you don't have a kid, why do you want to be a coach for like a random little kid? like little league team yeah i don't know it's weird. i
0: love kids and i wouldn't even want to volunteer to do that yeah it's weird yeah in 1989 they found out that they were pregnant well carol was pregnant and they were due in december hmm. on the night of monday october 23rd 1989 carol and charles were leaving a birthing class at brigham and women's hospital oh hey hey oh at 8.30 p.m., a call comes into the Boston Police Department from Charles's car phone. So, like, they had so much money that in 1989, yeah, they a had a car phone. car
1: phone. Yeah, wow.
0: <laughs> Gary McLaughlin is the one who takes the call. And Charles, you can actually, like, they have the 911 call online and, like, in the podcasts I listen to. Which, 911 calls always just make me so uncomfortable.
1: Why? Because it's real? yeah. Like it's what happened.
0: Yeah, it's just they're uncomfortable. Like, yeah. have you ever listened to like a nine one one call? Oh yeah. Yeah, they're
1: just. It's very sterile, kind of on one side, you right? Think? Because it's just somebody doing their job. Like the yeah, the they one have to be person, so calm. The one person is like freaking the fuck out, probably, and then yeah. the other person is just okay, sir. Like, calm the fuck down. Where are you? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, so this nine one one call, like he's not really freaking out, like. He's like, "Oh, my wife is shot. I don't know where we are." And the guy's like, "Okay, but like, can you see anything? Like, what's around you?" And he's like, "Um, I don't know. Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, it's just very weird." So very apathetic. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so Gary McLaughlin is the guy who took the call, and he's just trying to figure out, you know, where they are. And Charles is like, you know, we're somewhere in Mission Hill. Like, we're lost. He says that they were on Huntington Ave when a black man with a raspy voice wearing a black tracksuit jumps into the back of their car and had them drive to the Mission Hill area. And then he steals Carol's Louis Vuitton purse and her jewelry, takes the car keys, and then demands Charles to give him his wallet. Charles, ironically, didn't have his wallet on him that night. Hmm. So... The guy starts like freaking out that Charles must be a police officer, and he doesn't want to show him his wallet because there's a badge in there. So like, he starts yelling like "You're five o, you're five and then he shoots um, Carol in the head and Charles in the stomach. So, yeah. Oh, so shit. Charles, you know, is on the phone with Gary McLaughlin nine one one, and he's saying that like the assailant had taken his keys, but like. Lucky enough, he has a backup key, so he's going to try and drive and figure out where he is so he can tell the dispatcher, you know, where they're located. Sure. So he's driving around.
1: It's very weird circumstances.
0: Yeah. And the dispatcher has, you know, multiple um, vehicles trying to find Charles and Carol's car. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, Gary, the dispatcher, hears sirens, and he's like, oh you know, someone must be close, like Like go
1: towards them. Yeah. So stop.
0: Well, no. So he's like, everyone turn off your sirens. And he's like, do it one at a time. So I can figure out who's the closest. So, you know, he would be like, you know, engine one, turn on your siren. Hmm. Like, no, I can't hear you. So stop your siren. You know, engine four, turn on your siren. No, I can't hear you. Like, so finally, they got really good. Yeah. Super smart. Yeah. So, finally, they figured out which one was closest, and um, they were able to find the car that way. So, yeah. So, um, they find the car, and ironically, Rescue 911 was there. So, this is all caught on film.
1: Oh, I was going to say, like, the show? The TV show. Wow.
0: Yeah, which is funny, because we were just talking about that a couple episodes ago. Um, so this episode is actually on YouTube and I did start watching it, but I didn't get to finish. Hmm. Um, but I do want to go back and watch it. And I had forgotten that it was narrated by William Shatner. Yeah. (laughs) Totally forgot that.
1: (laughs) A kind of young William Shatner, but still Well, I mean,
0: this was 1989. Yeah,
1: he's still old, but he was kind of young compared to now.
0: I mean, he'll forever be old.
1: Yeah. Stephanie's Kirk
0: yeah okay so Carol was taken back to Brigham and Women's with a gunshot wound to the head an emergency C-section C-section was immediately performed upon arrival man I forgot about that part that she was pregnant oh yeah it's way worse now yeah so Christopher was born two months premature with severe brain damage from the lack of oxygen Carol succumbed to her injuries at 3 a.m. on October 24th at only 30 years old oh that's rough Charles is headed to Boston City Hospital with a gunshot wound to the stomach. He is not in good shape. He'll need a lot of surgeries. You know, it ended up like going in his side and like nicking his bowels. So he needed like a colostomy bag and they had to take out like his gallbladder and some of his lungs. And yeah, it was a whole bunch. So he actually spends like six weeks in the hospital. So Carol's funeral um, takes place at St. James Church in Medford. Um, unfortunately Charles was not well enough to attend, but he did write essentially a eulogy for Mm -hmm. his wife. It says, good night, sweet wife, my love, God has called you to his hands, not to take you away from me or the happiness and gladness you brought me, but to bring you away from the cruelty and violence that fills this world for us to truly believe. We must know that his will was done and that there was some right in the meanest of acts. In our souls, we must forgive this sinner, because he would too. Did my he life, shoot
1: Did he shoot my her life, and himself? I'm
0: not done.
1: Did Is that what happened? I'm not done. There was no guy.
0: My life will be more empty without you, as will the lives of your family and friends. You have brought joy and kindness to every life you've touched. Now you will sleep away from me. I will never again know the feeling of your hand and mind. I miss you, and I love you. Here's the thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. What's
0: the thing? <laughs> Listen
1: listen <laughs> when s- i've learned this from the office
0: <laughs> oh, we're getting you're getting insight from the office
1: when somebody has done something huh bad uh-huh. and they're interviewed afterwards about it uh-huh. and they're asked to make comment or they have a thought about what the punishment should be for the guilty party generally okay if they think it should be easy like we should forgive this sinner they might have a guilty part or a guilty conscience because they feel like they want them to go easy they want whoever is accusing them to go easy on them
0: uh what's the context for this like what episode
1: uh this is uh, what did um i think it was the no, it wasn't the golden ticket. It was, <laughs> which was—I mean, it stupid. was the
0: golden ticket. That definitely happened. No,
1: I know, but I don't think it was that episode. Except, I'm pretty sure it had it happened when Joe was had bought the company already, um, and Michael was talking to her. I forget exactly what it was. Oh, it was the printer started catching on fire, mm-hmm. and there was a leaker uh, of that information in the office. Oh
0: uh, yeah,
1: and she was trying to suss out who. Had leaked the information. Yes, yes.
0: Well, yeah, you should be a detective. <laughs> Hot damn! <laughs> so both Charles's brothers, Matthew and Michael, were pallbearers for Carol's funeral. Seventeen days after the shooting, Carol uh, Charles asks to hold his son before removing him from life support. Christopher passed on November 9th, 1989. It's 17 days old. Oh, my God. Which I think, I mean, he had, like, severe brain damage. So it's
1: probably better off.
0: I mean. I'd, Unfortunately. Yeah. I can't imagine even thinking about that. Yeah. That's terrible. So the city is going insane with systematic racism. I mean, like. Sure. Because oh, a white and... couple is shot by a black man in Mission Hill. Yeah. And this is only 89. I mean, like, racism was huge in Boston. You know, it Unfortunately. was... You know, um, one of the podcasts I listened to was talking about um, how back in, like, the late 70s, like, schools were still segregated here. Like, they weren't supposed to be, but they, they were. were. Yep. And, you know, just that, you know... The issues from that and the racism that that brought was finally going away a little bit. And then, like, this brought it all back. Yeah. So. That's terrible. Yeah. So, you know, stop and search, um, stop and frisk, like, that was the norm now. So any black man they saw on the street, they were instantly like, well, you could be a a suspect. Suspect. So we're going to stop you and search you. And, of course, police officers, you know, took advantage of that. So. You know, a person has a joint on them and get searched.
1: And now you're arrested. And now you're
0: arrested. Yeah. So it was just absolutely ridiculous in the city of Boston because of these allegations. Yeah. So um on November 11th, 39-year-old William Bennett became the top suspect. Unfortunately, it was because his nephew... Um, was bragging to his friends that, like, his uncle was the one who shot that couple. Oh, so, man. like, the kids that heard that told their parents, the parents called the cops, and, you know, yep. it was a whole big thing.
1: What a dick little kid.
0: Yeah. But Charles identified him in a lineup. So, a few days later, Matthew, Charles's brother, went into the Boston Police Department with information about Carl's murder. He was not willing to let an innocent man take the fall. He admitted that the night of the shooting, he met his brother in the mission.
1: What? How did, how did Charles accidentally or purposefully correctly name that guy? I think it
0: was literally just ironic. Really? Like just luck? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and I mean, I obviously don't want to talk negative about any police officers or say there's corruption, but like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So, I I'm pretty sure that like the other people they put in that lineup
1: were, were, looked
0: different sure. from William Bennett. Yeah, you know they. It just
1: it just it's too circumstantial to happen on accident. in yeah, my Yeah,
0: yeah, true. You
1: know what I mean like that's that. There's a lot of things that would have needed to
0: a line a line yeah for that to happen yeah i do like, like I don't, to, for, for it to be i don't know if there was a yeah yeah I entirely don't know if there was on. anything yeah okay so um so matthew goes in matthew charles's brother goes into the boston police department with information he admitted that the night of the shooting he met his brother in the mission hill area to grab a bag from him and dump it in the muddy pines river in revere he was under the impression that they were committing insurance fraud on some jewelry He was not aware that Carol had been shot until he arrived. So... Was it the
1: gun? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the gun was in the bag, too. So he just thinks that they're committing, like, insurance fraud. And he's like, listen, I'm going to pretend I'm robbed. And, like, you know, I'll give you the jewelry and you go hide it. And then I'm going to call the police and, you know, say we were robbed. So a few days later, Charles had found out that Matthew confessed his involvement to police... And he fled his home in Reading and drove to the Sheridan Tara Motel in Braintree. He asked the concierge for a 4.30 wake-up call. Then... He drove to Boston, parked his car on the bottom level of the Tobin Bridge, turned on the hazard lights of his brand new Nissan Maxima, like, literally had just bought it two days before. He fucking shoot himself? And he jumped off the Tobin Bridge. He, jumped off the he left a note that said he couldn't bear the allegations against him, The police believed it to be a ruse until 7 a.m. when they pulled his body out of the Mystic River. Wow. And that is a murder of Carol Diamatti Stewart. So did... And Christopher Diamatti, the baby.
1: Did they ever... That's good to note. Uh, Did they ever officially come out and say, like... Like, like how does that work? So he kills himself. Does it just stay a cold case now forever? Um, Or do they say, hey, that...
0: I think they took... Matthew's test, like, not At, testimony because he didn't have to testify, testify, but his, um, just his information as, like, fact. Right. And I believe he got charged...
1: With probably, like, co-conspirator or something like that. Accessory to accessory murder. Accessory to murder. Yeah. But he didn't know it.
0: Right. That's but he But he didn't tell them. But he did. No, but, the, I mean, but it, for a while... True. Like, the yeah. murder happened October 23rd, and he didn't come forward until, like, January... Sorry, I should have put a date there, but it was, like, January, like, 1st or something.
1: Yeah, right. So, there's months between. Yeah, them.
0: and Charles jumped off the Tobin January 4th. Wow. I missed some dates there. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: So, he just had such a guilty conscience.
0: But so, For sure.
1: But so, why? I don't understand. Um. What happened? Like, there's never no diving in, none of the podcasts or anything?
0: I actually think that it was just because Carol didn't make her expectations clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was really, that was very distasteful of me. <laughs> um, I'm I, I'm pretty sure that there was some talks about insurance, you know, wanting her insurance money.
1: Hmm. I guess that would make which sense. Which is always... It's just like, it's weird, right? Because this is the first one where we've done where like, the... There's no clear motive.
0: Right. Right. You he know? wasn't having an affair. Right. He she, did. He did. She
1: wasn't having an affair. Right.
0: You so know? he did, um, after the murder, he did try to like get into a relationship with one of his co workers at the Furry, which furry? is so weird. It is a very weird word. Um, but she like rebuffed him and was like, no, thank you. <laughs> rebuffed. Yeah.
1: it's a good word.
0: Oh, thanks. I liked it. <laughs> I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, been reading a book. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> yeah. That was a good case. Yeah. It was, uh, I. It, it's weird that I knew it. Because what do you mean? Like, I, I, feel, I felt like. I didn't want to say anything, but I felt like as soon as you were like. And then, like. This dude showed up and shot her and him in the stomach. I was like, mm, did he though?
0: Yeah, he did not.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't think so. He did not. Yeah, no. Good though. It was good. Hit me on the hook there for a yeah, second.
0: Yeah, well, I, 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 I wasn't intentionally trying to trick you. Sure you weren't. <laughs> like the, the Bourbon Street murders that we had done. Yeah,
1: that was a fun one too though. Yeah. I figured that out though. No, did you didn't. I, no, did I not? No. All right. That
0: was the couple that like sacrificed her.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah that was a crazy one. That was a crazy Speaking one. Speaking of some of our previous cases, I was thinking that every tenth episode, I think maybe we could do a heavy hitter. Like every okay. tenth, like every tenth episode would be like a serial killer edition.
1: Like a like a big case. Yeah. What do you want to do for the tenth one?
0: I want to see what people want me to do.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm
0: already so, that. So, like, I'm, I'm thinking every 10th episode would be, like, a well-known serial killer. I'd be into
1: that. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be doing this podcast. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. We were... Uh, I forget what we were doing it for. I think it was uh, Mike Riley's birthday. We did, like, a conference call. Mm-hmm. This was, like, a couple weeks ago. And I forget what it was, but, like, Joe was, like... She was like, yeah, I don't know. You've always been into that weird murder shit. And I was just like, you know, I have. You're right. I love that stuff. <laughs> We're
0: a little dark. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, it's
1: morbidly interesting. Yeah. It's fascinating. Um, but yeah, I'd be into that. Yeah. Who, who do you guys want us to do?
0: Right. Like, so which... I think I might make a Facebook poll. Okay. And um, you should all go on it and vote. And then we can figure out what I'll do on the 10th episode.
1: Yeah. We'll do the highest voted one. Yeah. Do it. Vote. Yeah. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Let us know who should do.
0: Please. Keep me busy.
1: Please. <laughs> Keep us all busy. <laughs> do you have a toast this week?
0: A toast this week.
1: Uh-oh. You don't. You don't have one ready.
0: No. It's been very hard. I know. It's very difficult.
1: I know. Yeah. Um, I want to toast all the people who are still going into work every single fucking day because it is really difficult. Yeah. And also it's really weird. Like I work in the seaport district of Boston and it is so, I, I've lived around Boston my whole life. Like I grew up there, uh, as a teenager, I hung out a lot in Boston and like, I know, Like the back of my hand, like how busy Boston is on a regular basis. And never in my entire life have I ever seen it as dead as it is now, especially this consistently. Like, it is, it's like a ghost town. Like, literally, it's like something out of like a fucking zombie survival, like movie or or show. It feels like it's really, it's (laughs) really weird. Yeah. You know, there are still people, um, you know, going into work every day and, you know, nurses and um, you know, some you know, I'm not as essential as a nurse or whatever, but, you know, I am really busting my ass during this whole thing and I feel the the weirdness of being essential during a time where everybody's told to stay home and be safe. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine being like a firefighter or a policeman or a nurse or a doctor or just, just anything that's actually essential or a grocery store worker mm-hmm. or, you know, and just how crazy that must be. Um, cause you're just on, you're, you it's just a different, you're, you're not experiencing this the same as, way. That, as
0: other people. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Well, that's been something that you and I have had to overcome a little bit. Cause we're at like different paths of this where you're like. That's what you're seeing every day when you're going into work. And I'm seeing, like, oh, my God, I just want to leave my house. I don't
1: want to watch Cars 2 again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that was going to be my toast, is I want to toast every single mom that isn't being that Pinterest mom. Like, It's tough. Like, cheers to you guys. Cheers to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my kid is watching entirely too much TV. And... Emotionally, it's killing me. But like physically, I don't know if I'm capable of doing much more. Um,
1: also, I think you're doing more than you think you are. It's it's tough, you know. Like, yeah. We don't have we we try to do as much as we can with him. You know, we take him outside and hang out with him. He draws and colors, and we do music time. And, yeah. You know, we do do a lot of stuff, but I think it becomes difficult to see all of that stuff when you're inside the house 24-7 yeah well I mean no like, like
0: that the... TV is on a lot Yeah. No, <laughs> and it like is. I haven't done I mean I haven't done anything with you know Gavin as far as like his education and 7th grade whatever the hell they do in that grade <laughs> cause I don't know yeah. and I haven't even I mean I haven't done much at all And, like, I'm saying cheers to that because, like, let's not beat ourselves up about it. So, like, if you're that mom like me who is letting their kid watch Cars 1 and then Cars 2 and then Cars 3 (laughs) (laughs) in succession (laughs) and not feel bad about it. And then, you know, maybe even give them their chicken nuggets and grapes at the living room table so they can watch another (laughs) TV show.
1: So they can watch Cars 1 again. (laughs) It's
0: okay. It's okay. Yeah. And you know
1: we've seen the Cars cheers, movies Cheers cheers to us. Yeah, cheers to us. We've seen the Cars movies hundreds of times. Yeah.
0: Now. You don't even know cuz Gavin loved that movie too. Yeah. Man.
1: I don't I I don't want it anymore. I
0: know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: anything else.
0: <laughs> please.
1: <laughs> we tried too. Like we've tried getting him to watch like other Pixar no. movies no. and he just he loves the, kachow, we'll bring man. Us the remote. Yep. Cars? He goes "Has has" Hus, hus, And then he'll go, no, 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 no. no. And you're like, all right, we can watch Cars. It doesn't just even Just
0: don't show your kid that movie. Yeah. Just, but don't, yeah. just don't do that. I mean, that.
1: I hear you. You know, it's, it's a tough time for everybody right now. And I think um, just being inside so much can be very depressing. And trying to get yourself out of it is just as difficult.
0: Yeah. Thankfully... I mean, the weather today was gorgeous. The weather yesterday was really nice. Yeah. I didn't take as full advantage of it as I should have. It's Easter. Yeah. I should have made our hiking trip my toast.
1: Oh, that was dope.
0: That was a good one. Do you
1: want to do an extra toast?
0: Okay, I'm going to double toast.
1: Double toast. Yeah. Two toasts.
0: My second toast is to myself for doing that hike. Yeah, that was dope. (laughs) With a baby on my back. Yeah, it was great yeah
1: he didn't have a great time
0: no he hated it
1: (laughs) (laughs) but we all liked it a lot
0: but then we gave him a rock and he was fine
1: yeah gave him two rocks and he went rock (laughs)
0: like
1: yes (laughs) but
0: yeah no i do i should have thought of that first actually because i'm down 42 pounds so toast to myself high five yeah do you think we can do a good sound yeah go this way
1: what Oh, that was pretty good. That was a really that was good, a good one high five. <laughs> 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 all right, well, this was a good episode. uh, that was a fun one. What number is this? Eight, so we have two Eight. more till yeah. we do the big one. Yeah, um all right, I'm looking forward to seeing what people vote for because i I like a lot of the the bigger ones. What are
0: you feeling? So I think, sorry,
1: I don't know. I'm I not asked sure. you a question,
0: and then I was gonna interrupt you, yeah, so um, I'm thinking. Like the big ones we have, we've got Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, mm-hmm. Ed Gein, mm-hmm. Ed Kemper, mm-hmm. um, Gacy. Yeah, John Wayne Gacy. Um, who else we got?
1: I mean, you could do the fucking Zodiac. Yeah. That's a big one. That's yeah. like a real big one. Yeah. Yep.
0: We have Richard Ramirez. We can do um, David Berkowitz. David Berkowitz. Summer of Sam. Yeah. That's a good one. We can do... Um, that, that
1: might be one of my favorites because he's like so not... Like... Who's hi- the
0: Green River Killer?
1: Oh, we just fucking... I feel like we just did something about this recently. Shit. I don't remember. We'll look it up. Regardless, we'll list them all. We don't have to list them right now. Okay. Summer of Sam, though. Fucking david barkowitz yeah i love that one yeah because like seemingly on the surface he just like went around shooting people but then like you dig into it and he pretended he was crazy yeah yeah like real crazy Mm -hmm. um but yeah no we'll we'll list a bunch of big cases and uh we'll have you guys pick
0: yeah yeah that'd be cool
1: but in the meantime what you should do (laughs) is make your way over to our facebook page come hang out come say hi You know, like the page, whatever. Keep them busy. Keep keep Michelle busy. Share it. Share it.
0: Tell your friends.
1: Tell your friends. Uh, (laughs) Tell your mom. Tell your mom's. Tell your mom's friends. Are your mom's not friends? I don't know. (laughs) Tell your friends. Tell your mom's friends. (laughs) Tell your mom's friends. Tell their friends. (laughs) Everybody tell your friends. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Tell as many people as you want. If people like murder. (laughs) It's a weird sentence. People like murder. Yeah. Um, but if people like morbid stuff, uh, you know, we're not the only people out there, and you're not the only people out there. So feel free to share it with anybody who you think might be interested in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go over to Apple and, and rate us. Please. It helps us get in front of so many more people. Hell yeah. Um, you know, and we're available on all the major streaming networks iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, Google Music. You can find us anywhere. Um and we're on Podbean as well. Yes. So till death do us podcast i'm matt i'm michelle and hey don't murder each other
0: <laughs> bye